the stars are right, and that means it's time for another episode of The Whisper in Darkness. I'm your host, the man from Lang. Thank you very much for joining me today. On this episode, we are continuing with our reviews of the player cards in the Scarlet Keys Investigator expansion. This time, we're going to take a look at the three Guardian customizable cards in the box, Hunter's Armor, Runic Axe, and Custom Modification. There are spoilers throughout if you care about that sort of thing. If you enjoy what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Before we get started, a quick reminder of how we rate cards here on The Whisper in Darkness. The best of the best get an Elder Sign, while the worst of the worst get an Auto Fail, and the cards in between get a plus one, zero, or Elder Thing, respectively. Cards that you build around or cards that are good in one particular deck get a Bless token, while cards that we believe are destined to end up on the list of taboos or are simply bad for the big game get a Curse token. Before we get started, I'd like to thank the patrons of this channel for their tremendous support. You all rock! If you'd like to be amazing like these people and support the channel's goals and see your name on this list, head over to patreon.com, sign up for a tier of your choice, and claim your rewards. That would be awesome. Special thanks to Cole Monroe Chitty, Nicole Fiscus, and Nate Lost in Time and Space for their contributions to the channel. I couldn't do it without you. Without further ado, let's get started. We are turning our attention to the customizable cards, which were a new card type that were introduced in this set. Basically, uh... Each class gets three customizable cards. There is also a neutral customizable card. Each customizable card comes with a, a sheet uh, that features a variety of checkboxes on it. So each customizable card has basically an ability on it, and then the more XP you spend on the customizable card, the more abilities uh, the card gets. Sometimes uh, checking boxes on the sheet changes up the abilities on the main card, sometimes adds new abilities. There is a, a, a couple of rules videos up on the channel about uh, customizable cards if you're uh, looking for more information about how exactly these cards work, how you spend XP to upgrade them, how you put them in your, your deck, etc, etc. Now, so we talked a lot uh, amongst ourselves about how we would rate the uh, the customizable cards. They are somewhat challenging to discuss simply because besides the uh, the basic ability on the cards, some of these have 8, 9, 10 different abilities that uh, you can mix and match as you see fit, which makes them pretty challenging to talk about. Ultimately, we landed on the idea that we're, we're going to talk about the customizable card and then basically just focus on a particular build for that card. We're not saying it's the only build or that there's only one investigator that you can play this build in, but it's just the one that happened to catch our eye and uh, we are not going to give the customizable cards ratings either because they could be a dud in one deck and an elder elder sign in another. So our discussion of the customizable cards is going to be somewhat different from uh, our discussions of the uh, other cards simply because they are, God, 10, 15, infinite number of cards wrapped into one. So uh, that is both a blessing and a curse when it comes to uh, players uh, get the blessing and that uh, you can basically create a card that you've always dreamed of for your deck, but it's a curse for reviewers because uh, they're very hard to, uh, to talk about. We are going to uh, start off with Hunter's Armor. It is a four-cost asset with a willpower skill icon, item, and a car armor trait. It has the customizable keyword, which they uh, all do. It has uh, two health, two sanity, and takes up a body slot. 
Hunter's Armor has uh, seven uh, potential upgrades, some of which uh, the cheapest one, Enchanted, uh, gives you the Relic trait and it takes up a, an Arcane slot rather than a Body slot. Some of them increase the health and sanity uh, of the armor. Uh, the uh, most expensive ones, Hex Drinker, uh, after, you, after one or more damage or horror, is assigned to Hunter's Armor from a Treachery effect. You may exhaust it to draw a card. And Armor of Thorns, after one or more damage or horror, is assigned to Hunter's Armor from an enemy attack. You may exhaust it to deal one damage to that enemy. So not only can you uh, jack the, the amount of uh, health and sanity that this thing has, but you can sort of turn it into a, uh, a guard dog. If, uh, if necessary. Now, I, I have to say, I have done a, a video looking at Hunter's Armor uh, in particular. I don't think I would ever play the base card. I think it's overpriced for, for what it does. But uh, there are quite a few different uh, uh, upgrades that you can add to this that sort of make it more appealing. What do you think about this one, Matastrophic? When looking at Hunter's Armor, I immediately wanted to compare it to, like, the base version of Hunter's Armor. I wanted to compare it to Leather Coat. I want to compare it to Mr. Potters and the, Potters and the Teddy Bear, which are both zero and provide one of the, you know, one of the soaks. I also wanted to compare it to things like uh, True Grit and Something Worth Fighting For, which cost less and provide three of one soak. Um, but I think a closest comparison that's like started my thinking on Hunter's Armor is actually Protective Gear from Edge of the Earth. So Protective Gear also costs four, also takes a body slot, has three points of damage soak, three points of horror soak, and then has a treachery canceling effect on it. And so I'm looking at it like, all right, so if I want to play Hunter's Armor and not Protective Gear, which I think Protective Gear is already pretty expensive already, so I've got to do something like really nice that Protective Gear doesn't already do. Because Protective Gear is just more soak and is the same cost and is the same slot, you know, for 2 XP. And when sitting and thinking about Hunter's Armor, the one ability that jumps out to me that I think might be worth, like, really worth considering is um, Armor of Thorns. Three checkboxes. So you spend three XP, you get the Armor of Thorns benefit on both of your copies of Hunter's Armor, and it's the guard dog-like ability that you that you mentioned earlier. I think there's something there, because just like with guard dog, you can provoke attacks of opportunity and get instant damage, which I think there's something. I think that's I think that's worth it. I think there's a lot of cool stuff you can do with that, um, because actionless damage is always is is always nice. And then what I would do is I would probably combo that with the first ability, Enchanted. So what that does, it doesn't really do much of anything. It just makes it take up an arcane slot instead of a body slot. But that means you can run two of them at the same time. And then your second draw of Hunter's Armor is not a waste. So now I'm imagining, all right, it's kind of like I can put two guard dogs down at that point. Both of them taking up arcane slots. I, I think that might be worth playing around with. Yeah, that's one thing I did mention in yeah. my previous look at uh, Hunter's Armor is that I think typically Hunter's Armor is the type of card I would only be willing to play one of in a deck. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think you're, the way the XP system works with customizable cards, you're actually kind of punished for that because yeah. then you're spending too much XP 
for one copy. The XP is really balanced about around the fact that you get two copies of it. So playing one copy of Hunter's Armor is not really ideal, especially if you're pumping a lot of XP in it. You're just not getting the value for your XP like you would with other cards in the card pool. Armor of Thorns uh, is definitely the uh, the upgrade that uh, jumped out to me. That yeah. one's three checkboxes, and after you take damage or horror that is assigned to Hunter's Armor, you can exhaust it to deal one damage. It does exhaust, so you're only getting that effect once per turn, but, but uh, that is definitely the one that attracted me. I would probably combine it with uh, Durable and Hollowed, which add plus two health mm -hmm. and plus two sanity. So now you're getting, you have uh, a lot of room to play with. You can take a ton of damage and horror and, and ping that back. I think you could probably make an interesting build in a variety of, uh, of guardians and possibly off-class guardians with uh, Survival Knife and Guard Dog and Toe-to-Toe. -to -toe. So there you go. you're encouraging yeah. enemies to attack you so whenever they attack you, you're dealing out a ton of Tesla's damage, which uh, is pretty interesting. I think something like Lightweight, which is the uh, Hunter's Armor gets minus one cost and playing it does not provoke attacks of opportunity. I think that one's nice, but not it's necessarily not essential. Yeah. But uh, yeah. it does sort of sell. I think Hunter's Armor is a little overpriced, so that one kind of brings it back into line yeah. with the others. And then... If you have your, I mean, one of the problems with Soak is that you sort of need it on the table when you need it. And True. Hunter's Armors, but playing it often provokes attacks of opportunity. So Hunter's Armor can get around that. But I don't think that's necessarily essential. But uh, mm -hmm. I don't know how effective this type of build would be where you're, where you're pinging a lot of damage. But I could see, I mean, if you picked up Enchanted as well, so you had two of these, that would be, I mean, at that point you've got eight health and eight san sanities worth of of damage being reflected mm -hmm. back on, on enemies. So Yeah, I think that might be worth playing. In fact, the thought I uh, immediately jumped over to, just thinking about this, because I was like, all right, let's say I managed to get two of them on the table, or one and another spell. That's two arcane slots filled. And then I thought dragon pull. I was like... Okay, Diana Stanley. It's like, yeah, now I have like a protective spell that can reflect damage and power up my dragon pull. I'm like, this might be kind of fun. <laughs> a little expensive, but kind of fun. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the that's the, the beauty, I guess, of these customizable cards is that uh, yeah. depending on which upgrades you choose, you can play them in a whole bunch of different investigators i had never considered diana stanley i had looked at primarily at at investigators like tommy who is uh oh right because he can of, shuffle it back in he can yeah. shuffle it back in or even somebody like leo who mm -hmm. uh, who between this and all of his allies would have more soak than mm -hmm. he than he knows what to do with you could sort of go the traditional guardian route as well with this and just pick up the uh, health and sanity boosters as well as the protective runes which allows you to assign damage and horror dealt to other investigators at your location which is pretty standard guardian fare at this point albeit a little a little boring compared to uh, to some of the other abilities on this one 
Yeah, though there might be something fun you can do if you if you really want to go all in. You could have protective runes and armor of thorns. So it's like other investigators' attacks of opportunity can deal damage to the enemy doing the attack. There might be something there. And that is the thing about these uh, customizable cards is that you can plow 10 XP into them pretty pretty easily and really soup it up. So I think you've sort of got to make a decision as to how much will how much you are willing to invest in uh, these particular cards to make sure that you're getting value from uh, from the XP you're you're spending. The next customizable card we're going to talk about is Runic Axe. It is a four cost asset that is unique, so you can only have uh, one Runic Axe on the table. At a time, it has a combat skill icon, item, weapon, and melee trait. Customizable uses four charges. Replenish one of these charges at the start of each round. As an action fight, you get plus one combat for this attack. Before this attack, you may spend any number of charges to imbue the axe with that many different inscriptions. And it starts with two. Accuracy, you get an additional plus two combat for this attack. And power, this attack deals plus one damage. Runic Axe takes up uh, two hand slots. It has a whole bunch of different customizations. Uh, for one XP, you can give it the Relic trait and uh, reduce its cost by one. Uh, you can add a, a bunch of different inscriptions that will draw you cards, heal damage and horror, or discover clues, or help you move, or deal damage to every enemy engaged with you. There's one that lets you do four damage attacks if you simply want to take down a, a, a big uh, enemy. And then there are a couple, Saga and Script Reaver. Saga costs three, which allows you to replenish two of Runic Axe's charges at the start of each, of your, each round instead of only one. So if you're spending a ton of those charges, Saga will replenish them quicker. And uh, Script Reaver, which for every charge spent, you may imbue the axe with up to two different inscriptions. So even if you were just to play the basic runic axe with script reaver, you can get yep. accuracy and power at the same time. Mm -hmm. Now, I think uh, of all the customizable cards that uh, were released in this box, runic axe is the one that has uh, been generating a great deal uh, of excitement uh, in the community. I, I kind of feel like uh, you can't really go wrong with, uh, with your upgrades on runic axe. Even if you just go for the, uh, I, I just want to deal four damage attacks, you're you're doing pretty well. What do you think about mm -hmm. this one, Matastrophic? So even the base Runic Axe, if you look at it, all right, just no upgrades. It's essentially a 45 automatic that it's two hands, but generates an ammo every turn. So, like, right out of the gate, unlike the Hunter's Armor, this thing is coming out, like, stronger than other available options. Runic Axe is really good. The fact that you can get reliable three damage attacks is when things get really good, because that's, like, a class of weapons up there with, like, Lightning Gun and, um, Lightning Gun and uh, the Big Hammer is uh, when you get the three damage attacks. And then you can get it up to, like, flamethrower range as well if you really want flamethrower without as much um, not as many hoops to jump through so this card starts off stronger than like other available options at zero xp 
and then caps out as like stronger than other available options when it's fully powered you know at like all the way at 10 xp because you can get it not only can you get it doing three or four damage attacks you can get it recharging faster and you can get the ammo expenditure down with script with uh, script weaver so this thing's kind of crazy like i gotta say this is like cursed territory crazy i gotta admit like you thought the you thought the hammer was was powerful hammer said hold my you know ffg said hold my beer and then made this thing i i gotta i gotta be frank with that yeah the moment i saw the upgrade ancient power which costs three xp you can imbue the same inscription up to three times i mean there there aren't that many weapons that can deal four damage in an attack if you hit with the uh yeah there's like flamethrower and that's about it yeah for three xp that's that's pretty nuts and then and then you just add everything else is you know there's just so many Mm -hmm. different options that it's all gravy at that point like if you're taking down bosses that fast throw on something like saga so you're regenerating charges i mean that's the one weakness of ancient power is like sure you can hit for four damage but you're going to be low on charges but then you add saga to boost the number of charges you're getting so that's that's one basic build you could go for the one the other one i saw that i that i was kind of curious about or that that grabbed my attention was going with something like inscription of the elders which if you succeed uh, greater than the uh, shroud of the location, you can discover a clue, including and then using that with uh, inscription of the hunt, which lets you immediately move to a connecting location or engage an enemy yep. at your location, basically saving you an action. So you spend a charge and then you immediately move to a location so you can engage an enemy or engage an enemy off somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, while you're attacking and then combine that with somebody like Roland who's already getting clues for defeating enemies and suddenly you've got like you're it. getting a couple of clues at locations you kill an enemy and then you trigger Roland's ability in this and you're grabbing a couple clues and then of course there's uh, Greta you can throw her in there and uh, evidence and suddenly three four clues is uh, is not out of uh, the realm of possibility yeah and then at that point you don't even need to go all in with like ancient power you can kind of maybe go with like script weaver and then the idea is you just compress a lot of actions into one fight test the build that i was looking at when considering this card actually so this thing gets pretty crazy at like for a full-on guardian but then i started thinking what about off-class guardians because you don't have to be a guardian to get this thing to take um, to like tank ancient power and really get the damage going. So immediately I thought Lola Hayes. All right, as I always do. So I think this the build I'm thinking of for Lola Hayes is you just do straight up Saga, ancient power, six XP, limit for Lola, the only weapon you'll ever need. Okay, you're replenished. You get to uh, you get to do three damage attacks. You can uh, you could boost it, you could boost the accuracy as much as you need to fight the enemy, and then it re- and then it replenishes two charges a turn. Ancient power, saga, Lola Hayes, last weapon you ever need, turns her into a fully capable fighter with just one card. You don't even have to like you don't even have to boost your her combat like any other way. Maybe add some overpowers or darings, you know, and then you're good to go. 
yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I don't think you can uh, you can really go wrong with uh, with many of the upgrades on on Runic Axe. There are a few that I'm kind of iffy on. I think sort of Fury. Fury. Yeah, you'd. I mean, that means you have to be engaged with uh, lots of different enemies, which I don't think happens happen all that often. All that often yeah. So that one seems like a bit of a a bit of a waste. But I mean, immediately moving or engaging is really good. I mean, if yeah. you need to want to help out with clues, Inscription of the Elder is good. Yeah. I mean, Guardians don't are... have tons of card draw, so if you go for Glory, suddenly yep. you're drawing a card, healing a damage or a horror, and you could combine that As with needed. Soul Sanctification to... Oh, that's right! <laughs> to get right. plus two on, a, on an ability. Yeah. So there's lots of different things you could, uh, you could do yeah. with this one. So, yeah, it... Uh, we're not uh, rating the cards, but uh, of the customizables, this one is, uh, I think, pretty pretty much uh, near the top of the heap. Yeah, I would not be surprised if this gets tabooed along with the hammer, because um, it's just it it's it's so strong. Yeah, for as like a one stop shop for a weapon. The next customizable card is Custom Modifications. It's a three-cost event that has a combat and agility skill icon. Upgrade and supply traits. It is uh, customizable. Attached to a firearm asset you control. Limit one per asset. As a reaction, when you reveal a non-tentacle chaos token while attacking with the attached asset, exhaust custom modification Cancel that Chaos token and return it to the bag and reveal a new one. So Custom Modifications has six uh, possible upgrades. For as little as one XP, you can get Notched Sight, which uh, lets you perform an attack uh, with the uh, attached asset against uh, an enemy engaged with another investigator. And if you fail, it deals no damage. So removes the, uh, the chance of you accidentally shooting your friend in the face. Uh, you can get Extended Stock, which adds plus two to your combat while attacking with the asset. There's Counterbalance, which lets you, uh, whenever you attach another upgrade card, besides custom modification to the asset, you get to draw a card. Leather Grip means custom modification. Uh, costs only two resources and gains fast, which is, uh, which is nice. And the final two are Extended Magazine and Quicksilver Bullets, Extended magazine costs three, and after an ammo is spent from or placed on attached asset by another event, you place one ammo on attached asset. And quick server bullets, if you succeed by three or more while attacking with the attached asset, this attack deals plus one damage. So what do you think about uh, custom modifications? So I think custom modifications really suffers from the problem of your double paying on XP. Because often enough, I'm thinking um, the classic custom ammo. Can't remember which set that's from, but that's a classic use. You put that, you you get your big two-handed gun, you play custom ammo on it, and then all of a sudden it's uh, it's dealing three damage per attack. This is kind of the same way because remember it's limit one per asset. So if you're putting it on your big gun, you really don't need another one. So what this means is that the customizations you're you're really paying you know, double XP for them, which is kind of unfortunate. That being said, the base comp custom modifications is actually pretty decent. You get to like reroll, you get to reroll a skill test once a turn. That's 
pretty good. I'd pay three for that. You know, if I'm playing like Tommy and Becky or like, you know, like Leo and his bar or, you know, or Mark Harrigan and it's like Thompson or something like that's actually pretty good. Like I'd consider taking this. I like how it's a supply card so it can go on stick to the plan. So you can use this kind of like how you would stick like extra ammunition or custom ammunition on um, stick to the plan. You can stick custom modifications on stick to the plan. So uh, I, I kind of like this card even without going down the hole of, uh, of customizations. I think the base version is pretty good. Yeah, that that ability to uh, to draw another chaos token is is very very nice and and not yeah. something that guardians have access to, or at least pure guardians have access to very easily. Of course, if you're playing survive, this is more like a, a survivor ability, certainly like yeah. a Wendy ability. So having the ability to make sure your ammo, like ammo is such a limited resource, the fact that you get to, and missing really feels bad when you spend an ammo. So this, uh, this provides uh, some protection. So I do agree that uh, the base version of custom modifications does, uh, does yeah. look very good. It is kind of unfortunate that you are probably going to overpay for a lot of the abilities on this one simply because it is limit one per asset so if you're using if you're attaching this to say your shotgun or some other big two-handed weapon you're probably not playing the second copy i guess you could play a bunch of small guns but that's slow because yeah. you got to grab the custom modifications you got to put it out there i mean at that point leather grip starts looking pretty good you know because then at least they're fast if you're putting them on small guns that's not so bad so of the customizations so i started looking at them thinking all right given that i'm only playing one copy which ones seem good and i landed on quicksilver bullets because any way to deal to turn a two damage gun into a three damage gun is definitely worth considering plus you could combo it with other things like um enchant weapon custom ammo vicious blow to turn to make that you know that two damage shot become a three four five I think Quicksilver Bullets might be worth paying for, like, if I'm running, like, a full-on high combat guardian. If I'm running, like, more generalist, like, three or four combat Monster Slayer, extended stock, I might pay 2 XP for that. Yeah, because it is plus two, That's and plus two is pretty good. Like, that's, especially if it works on every shot, I might take that. Yeah, yeah, one of the one of the combos that I was looking at was counterbalance and extended magazine. So you're after each upgrade card, other than custom modifications is attached, you get to draw a card, and then extended magazine uh, gives you ammo for attaching assets. So I you see, could play that with, put that on your stick to the plan, and then you combine that mm -hmm. with say custom ammunition and well maintained. So you're oh yeah. So you're getting, getting extra, extra bullets with custom ammunition, and then you're getting even more bullets because of the extended magazine, and then you're mm -hmm. also getting a card out of the mix as well, which is yeah. It, it's I'm not a huge fan good. of of decks like that because there's so many moving parts, and it's it is kind of slow that yeah. you've got to sort of get got to get the gun down, then you got to get the custom modifications on it, then you got to get the yeah. Then you got to get you know your custom ammunition and well maintained and stuff like that. I mean, there is I believe it's well maintained is the one where you get to bounce all the upgrades back to your hand. Oh yeah, I know what you mean. If if necessary, uh -huh. which is I mean one of the problems with loading up a bunch of attachments on on a gun because you tend just to replay 
your second copy of the gun mm-hmm. when it runs out of bullets. So you've either got to find a way not to run out of bullets or have some way of getting all those attachments back into your hand or you're you're going to be losing in the long run, I think. Yeah, Extended Magazine looks like it could be really interesting because there are a decent amount of cards that spend ammo. That's the interesting one. Because I'm thinking something like Eat Lead, you know, where it's just kind of bad, you know, because it costs extra ammo and ammo is so valuable. But if at least you have Extended Magazine getting your back and uh, replenishing it, I'm like, okay, that's not, that's not too bad. There might be something there. You know what really powers this whole thing? It's stick to the plan. Let's be honest. Stick to the plan is kind of what makes this whole train leave the station. I gotta admit, because like then you don't have to draw the things in the right order. Yeah. Yeah, that's so so much XP. That's the nice thing about (laughs) the fact that it has the supply trait. So custom modifications goes on stick to plan, and yeah, you know you've got it. But I mean, even for the the level zero ability, man, that's I take that pretty valuable. Yeah. That's if good, you want your you can, shots to count. Yeah, I'd play this um, without upgrading it at all because that's a pretty useful ability. Yeah, and it's even like if you're just playing with the basic ability, I think like Notch Sight seems kind of strange here because if oh, you are going to shoot somebody re-rolled. in the face, you've already got the yeah. ability to redraw the token. So At least it's only one XP because what True. Notch Sight really does is it gives you auto hill protection. <laughs> that's what it really does. You know, yeah. for when you're... When you're yeah. So at least, like, it's just one XP, so it's not so bad. You know, it's not like it's two or three. So, yeah, there's some uh, some interesting options here with uh, with custom modifications. If you're if you're playing a gun or your your favorite gun, you uh, the base version gives you a way to uh, redraw tokens, which is uh, not something Guardians have easy access to. And then from there, you can either go all in on... Uh, just boosting uh, the damage of the gun and the uh, the combat bonus, or you can get uh, a little bit tricksy and uh, play around with a whole bunch of upgrades to draw yourself cards and uh, add a whole bunch of bullets to it. So, yeah, uh, a couple different options there. And and one of the nice things is is that uh, you can play this basically in any guardian, right? As long as a yeah. guardian can can wield a gun custom modifications is is an option that's going to do it for our look at the customizable cards in the guardian class let us know in the comments down below uh, what you think have you had a chance to play with the these customizable cards uh, how did they perform for you any final thoughts metastrophic on uh, on this Damn, bunch runic axe. oh my gosh runic axe yeah runic axe seems uh, of the lot yeah. uh, by far the uh Oof. the strongest i'd say like, of the uh, of the remaining two probably uh custom modifications is a little more interesting yeah. to me than than hunter's armor although you know if you built the you attack me and suffer a great deal of pain hunter's armor build that might be uh interesting to play There's around something with. there but uh yeah if you're if you're looking for just sheer raw power you can't really go wrong with the uh, with runic axe pretty much every upgrade on that one is is a good one and doesn't take much to uh, to get a lot of different abilities on it that's going to do it for this episode if you enjoyed what you hear remember to like comment and subscribe if you need to contact me i can be reached at manfromlang at gmail.com i'm also on twitter at manfromlang until the stars are right keep your shotgun close and your elder sign closer take care out there and happy investigating